0: Plot, C, 2019. Far in a dystopian future, the human race has lost the sense of sight, and society has had to find new ways to interact, build, hunt, and to survive. All of that is challenged when a set of twins is born with sight. Plastic, November 15. As Tamakti Jun's army nears Baba and family, Magra's past comes to light. Silk, November 22nd. Baba and family are betrayed. Queen Kane uses her cunning to face a new conflict. Voice over off When you're blind and watching movies what will you find?
1: A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like. Welcome to Citizen White Cane, the podcast where both hosts are actual blind people. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Um, And today we are coming back for the third time to the television show C. Yes, on Apple TV Plus.
0: <laughs> Super excited! We we're covering episodes. Uh, five and six
1: yes um which is the um penultimate two episodes because <laughs> we have yeah. two more <laughs> yeah you
0: yep there's eight seasons for the first or, or eight, eight episodes, episodes for the first season
1: and which is the only season currently um yes it um as far as i know
0: or have looked on the internet it has been renewed but with the world in the state that it's in
1: i don't know Who when knows? or if
0: we're ever going to see the second season
1: yeah it is kind of um because I think it came out in, like, November. November of last year. Yeah, yeah so... Which would mean that there's... It's really unlikely they've done too much filming of the second season mm-hmm. or any. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll get an animated version. Hey, I'd be down. That would be kind of <laughs> cool. Why not, you know? Sure. I mean, it's a new world of... It's the golden era of animation and the end of live-action golden era. Because now it's all, it's all down. It's all... You know... Shutting it all down. I mean...
0: As an animation nerd or as I consider myself to be an animation nerd, I'm I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of funny cuz we just saw the end of like uh, uh BoJack and Steven Universe, two of the greatest animated shows ever <laughs> made and they just they're ended now. So so, yeah, it is kind of a weird time to the, now going to the Golden Era, but I mean a lot of good stuff to like recent stuff to watch anyway. So, animation, that's our little um talk on that, but um we're we're not talking about animation today. Not today. No,
0: we're yes, we are we are talking about C. So, oh boy. Um th- so these two episodes th- this is this is some plot-heavy stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um well, yeah, I guess kind of like reveals. Yeah, of ex- different things
0: Extremely And I mean ob- Obviously spoilers Right We have Five and six that, Yeah Yeah yeah. Um,
1: yeah So what If we want to Now that we Are giving the spoiler alert Give everyone A little mm-hmm. bit of time To pause um, If they really mm-hmm. care um, uh, Okay And so What are the main Spoilers Let's oh boy. Just get them all. Oh boy. <laughs> boy Oh boy Okay so many So many
0: So many good good things Okay so Obviously at the end Of episode uh, Four Queen Kane has Um turned all of the valves um on uh, right which in, in the, we did not city. understand why mm-hmm.
1: did we learn why in the two episodes
0: you know I actually I, <laughs> it was it was talked about and now I can't really honestly can't remember but that was what I kept asking myself is what why why would she destroy the city I, I think she just I she felt incredibly threatened um
1: yeah she felt threatened that well because she was gonna get overthrown so I guess she kind of just right. like, if well, just blow the whole thing up. Yeah, if there's
0: no city, then no one will overthrow me. I, she's insane. I don't know. I I have no. I don't. I don't understand that decision. But she does. That's what she does. And the the fifth episode opens with the city flooding, right. and the queen and one of her handmaids uh, managed to
1: escape. Um, and her, which her you would hope puppy that dog. given the fact that she was the one who did it, you would hope she'd figure out how to escape. Exactly. But yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe mm-hmm. if it was like a suicidal
0: yeah but they they manage to escape and they are on a beach uh and a little while later the queen and her maid are having having a conversation on a beach and they go back to the campfire and we realize well she realizes after yelling and screaming for a while that uh, their driver has been killed
1: right which not like a a car driver, but oh a, no, the carriage driver. Right, they right, right. escaped in a
0: carriage. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that really cool carriage. The the audio description notes that's made out of old cockpit seats and oh. uh, dome oh. m- material to make domes.
1: I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a neat touch. Yeah, it is kind of funny when that they built a whole different kind of car contraption when they had all these. Other kinds of vehicles? I mean, what was it? What did it? Why? How do they have it work? I mean, I guess not why, but how does it work? Like what's well, pulled by horses. Yeah, just I guess the horses can see. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the best you can do.
0: I, yeah, that's...
1: I've stopped trying to think too hard about that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's just like, I, I mean, don't know. It's so sad, though, because it is, like, such a cool opportunity. I mean, obviously, I think... What would, if you really wanted to truly think through everything, you would have to do some sort of utopian storyline. Cause that would make a lot more sense and be a lot more fun to play with. I think making it dystopian makes it a lot less fun to play with. Cause then you're like, oh, but then any sort of ingenuity or like cool kind of accessibility things don't really fit. So you kind of just are stuck with like sort of a feudalistic thing, which, yeah, is weird. I mean, it's definitely not, not the ideal um area for to be a blind person is in a you know very kind of brutal futile the the literary
0: person in me wants to say though that it's much more interesting to read dante's inferno than it is to read the last book in the in the uh heavenly comedy i don't know which is about heavenly heaven comedy is so it's so it's dante's inferno <gasps> so the three books are the inferno no yeah, inferno, purgatory, and then paradise. <gasps> There's one I on believe.
1: purgatory because purgatory is my favorite part. Okay, I, I love purgatory. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't. I
0: can't remember if it goes inferno. I can't remember if it goes <laughs> inferno, purgatory, and then paradise, or purgatory, inferno, and then paradise. I don't remember. The point is. Is Inferno sold way better than Paradise? Because nobody wants to read an entire book with no conflict.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's. You, but that's the thing about utopians, though. Utopian society, or not utopian societies, but utopian stories, is there's. They aren't. They aren't dissimilar from dystopias. They're just a different kind of. I mean, because good and evil are are not real. <laughs> right. Ideas. Well, you can
0: you can have a a utopian society like the one in The Giver and that society is and the people who run it is inherently evil even though they're living in a utopia where all of their needs are met and everyone is a community but they don't have color vision right and Melissa. they don't yeah, well yeah and they don't have memories of anything <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm not saying it's good
1: no I'm, but you need color vision to yes, live and yes. like having color vision makes you a valid human being <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm just a very no. like, very militant now um uh, that's that's a Oh, gosh, that is a kind of funny argument to get into on another day, but um, with the giver. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that, though, like having the like the difference between a dystopian and a utopian is more like kind of the lens of um, I mean, it's like it's. It is kind of more just, like, painting something with a different color. But you're still, like... It's still only reflecting the actual complex... The actual gray areas of society. It's just, like, if it's, you know... The brighter it is, the more... The contrast is different. You know what I I don't know. This is this metaphor is not where... I'm trying to do a gradient metaphor that's not specific to color. But, like... um, But I, I, I don't know. I think that there's not as much of a difference in the morality of a society and I think you have to have conflict in either a utopian or a dystopian like story but the conflict comes from but that's why I think that utopian is not it's not real and even in a utopian story it is still that there is still a big dystopian shadow Mm -hmm. um but I just kind of like utopian stories because I think it's it can be, it's just, I find that the shadow much more interesting, um, because I think it's really easy to see the, to, like, try to see the good in, in a a bad situation, I don't know, maybe not, not in all situations, but, like, but I think it's, it's kind of fun to watch a utopian society and then see where the problems are, but I don't, I mean, I think they both stories have their place um but just an all blind society I think it would just be more fun to have a utopian society cuz then you kind of like you get to play around more with like kind of ideas about universal access and like there's just a lot more you can do mm-hmm. with like how you are conceptualizing the story whereas in here it's just kind of like it 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 feels more like it's cuz it's also not super sci-fi it is yeah. Like it kind of just feels like a story about like, you know, thousands of years ago. <laughs> like for the most part. Well too. and maybe
0: and I mean we have we have this weird, you know, moniker, monarchy system with Queen Cain. So maybe maybe this was a utopian society and it just over these thousands of years, it has fallen apart or it's it's fallen into disarray.
1: But it it I think it's fallen into disarray from sighted times, right? Because they, like, because they talk about the society, like, the only time they talk about the society being different is when, before the disease, they killed someone but a million people and Mm -hmm. made them all blind. So you get the sense that it kind of, that it's always been like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they, (laughs) Queen Cain is, um, is now on her own, her driver and, and her handmaiden both get Yes, they both,
0: they both die. They're killed by shadows. Yeah. And we find out that these shadows who capture the queen, uh, these shadows belong to the silk maker, Cutter. That's what I was like. What is his name? It's it's super boring. <laughs> Cutter is his name. Yeah, yeah. And she is taken to this, uh, for lack of a better word, factory plantation. It's it's totally run down and um, yeah. It
1: it kind of has like a sweatshop vibe.
0: Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. she's taken to this sweatshop. Um, and forced to uh, make silk. Yeah. And according to Cutter and the, some of the other workers that work there, she is not the first noble person to be brought to the. Or I think uh, she's not the first rich person, mm-hmm. but she is the first noble person. you right. Yeah, not, you're right. Not the first rich person, but she's the first noble person, the first queen. And at first, they don't they don't know because <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't give herself away. Uh, and then she, uh, one of the workers shows her kindness. And they talk, and she reveals herself and her identity. And, of course, we find out that that person is working for Cutter and is a spy. Right, because
1: so the moral of the story is never trust anyone under any circumstance ever, <laughs> no matter what. In it, this it, series, it, yes. There's like literally never been someone who's trusted another person, and it's been a good idea. This, I mean, this happens multiple every times. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so they find out that she is Queen Cain. And they treat her horribly. They beat her up and they, you know, force her to work. I mean, that's just, they're incredibly mean to her. And I kept watching and thinking to myself, man, how do I feel about this? Does she deserve all of this crap that, that she has to go through? Yeah, I mean, kind of no one does, right? Right, right, obviously. Yeah, nobody deserves to have any of this happen to them. Do uh, you Do you
1: feel like, Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense as a, moral quandary sort of mm-hmm. like is, is it's like cosmic punishment sort of yeah and well it's also
0: kind of interesting to see where all of her silk and finery comes from
1: right you well know, that's it's... the thing about silk that always gets me such mm-hmm. a weird such a good metaphorical tool I guess because <laughs> mm-hmm. the silkworms they die for it mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly yeah um, and it's like and it is kind of this, there. It, it's it's a good metaphor for a brutal underbelly. I mean, mm-hmm. it also kind of feels like a a sweatshop metaphor too. Like it's yeah, like well, this fine stuff, and then it feels.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in, in this episode, it's it's not a metaphor. I mean, they're they're essentially working in a in a sweatshop. Um, right, su- super weird, metaphor. super weird connection though. Did you ever? Totally random. Did you ever see the Madeline movie, the like the animated one? One of them. There was a couple of them. The I first one.
1: I don't know. If I did, I'm, I don't think I can okay. remember that much about it.
0: Well, I don't remember the the full title. It was like Madeline, blah, 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 blah. But the, basically the plot of the movie is Madeline is kidnapped when they're out walking around the end. Forced to work in an underground <gasps> lace factory.
1: Oh my gosh! It's super dark. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> there's,
0: there's and if you if you make trouble in the lace factory, <sighs> you are forced to work on the black lace, which is they shove you in a room that's completely pitch black and expect you to
1: make lace. Well, in this show, that would be perfect. Oh yeah, no yeah. one would care yeah. at all. <laughs> well, and one
0: of the one of the other characters who befriends Madeline is like, no, not the black lace. My mother
1: went blind that way, and I'm just like. How would you go blind in the happening. darkness? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like went blind, like had all the good sensory information that we have, but then also could see. I mean, yeah, I, that's, that's I so silly. this. This has nothing to do with anything. I just. Well, I mean, it is a random. Bal- random thoughts. It is a very <laughs> similar scenario, an abusive sweatshop situation where, and darkness are both things that happened in the episodes we watched. So. Yeah, I just can't, sense. I can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. That's Any, really funny.
0: Anyway, yeah. So we find out that um, the way they can tell that she is who she is, is all of the royal family have an amulet embedded in their skin. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, in a very, very ugly scene, uh, strap her down basically and take the amulet out of her.
1: Why does she have so many things in her what it's is happening? So weird. She's because got a that's skin. separate from the she's dagger. Got a, she's got an elbow knife. She's got a fucking amulet in her heart. I mean oh. I don't I don't why it's, I mean yeah. I do have birth control in my arm, so I can't fully be like, Yeah, but it's not an elbow knife. Yeah, it's no, it's true. It's <laughs> like it it feels more cool. And <laughs> I mean oh God, it's I, so I mean, weird.
0: I'm fine with wearing necklaces. I don't need to embed them in my skin and I get it. Like maybe it's maybe they're harkening back to, you know, something the the ancient Egyptians did when they mummified their bodies, they would add charms and jewels and they and would have two dyes different. Yeah, but they would put they would put them in the linen and then they would wrap the mummy up. So if you wanted to get at those treasures, you had to get under the quote unquote
1: skin. Right, but that, though, is different from, like, being alive and doing it, Oh, I yeah, like. absolutely. Because then yeah. it's more like a, it's kind, you know what it really is, like, truly exactly like, is, like, how you put a chip in your dog. I know, right? It's the exact yeah. same idea. Yeah. But we don't do that with humans, generally. There was, like, a while, there was, like, a moral ca- quandary of, like, if we did this to kids, should we do this so we could, like, track them to see where they are? And it was, like, I don't really think that, like, mm. k- kids getting kidnapped is a big enough of... A concern to like fucking invade their privacy for the rest of their life seems really (laughs) extreme. But there's
0: there's actually a Black Mirror episode that tackles this exact subject. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's called Angel. Um, I mean,
1: how could there not be a
0: black? Of course. Yeah, it's the one directed by Jodie Foster.
1: Yeah that's is it does it make you think about how technology might not be as good as we make yeah, it out to yeah yeah i mean it, <laughs> the conclusion of the episode is we shouldn't do this we really shouldn't do this i mean for the record i remember having a lot of conversations about this when i was 10 and being like this is bad don't do that that's not good don't implant something in your child and i was 10 so it seems just, like it's just, not that hard to just figure put out. bells on them like yeah. cats just put bells on them oh my god S- simple solution yeah, I mean, or just, like, I don't know, give your kids the right tools to, like, you know, help them be safe. And, yes. And, and, you know, and understand that you can't fully control what happens. Yeah. But, like, that you can do your best to prepare them and and you can try to keep them safe as best you can. And, or you and can put them okay on with... leashes. Yeah, that's not...
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just being an asshole, but... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... Um, <laughs>
1: obviously no no it's it's uh, a, <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so queen kane is a dog right so they they take the amulet out and they cutter
0: sends it to to makti june uh with a note about ransom and to prove that they actually have the queen because he's like no one will believe me but i have this and this is like yeah so that so that's going to be
1: though she could still just like run away after he took it
0: Sure. We don't know if she's going to. As as far as we know, even after the second episode, she's still stuck in the silk factory.
1: Right. But like the second he like once they've received the thing that was in her, they know it, there's no guarantee she's still there. Like, it's true, only that she was true. there ever, but she could easily not be right. there anymore. Well,
0: because she, Queen Cain's idea was that she was going to ingratiate herself with the workers and incite a rebellion and escape that way and rule this little silk factory. Which and that did not happen.
1: Which, like, come on, guys. Why, why didn't it work? Why were they I so I was really like... excited.
0: I was like, oh, my God, is she going to, this is actually going to be really cool. Is she going to redeem herself? Are we? No, but like, that involves, know? like,
1: people gathering together in a communal way in th- to a st- to a shared goal, which, other than even though that's how humans work, it's not how the characters
0: on this show work. No, well, and and obviously, Cutter had um, foreseen that she would do something like that, and had sent in this other woman to spy on her. That is more. That's insidious. I mean, I felt I felt really bad. I legitimately felt bad for for Queen Kane because I was like, she made friends with this woman and talked to her and poured out her heart to her, and then to turn around and this and have her be betrayed like
1: that. Yeah, it is kind of funny cuz I have been like rewatching all of Sensei and there is a scene in the second season or there's like kind of a storyline where you also have a character who's in kind of who's literally in a prison who has is working at a sweatshop and there's like a like it's an it's a authoritarian environment obviously it's in a prison but then there's also like a um another um person in the prison who like is being a bully about it and then the two of the character that we follow and another character like um, who's very kind and like and being bullied like they team up and then they're like it's about like the companionship of the different women in the prison, you know, like yeah, yeah. like it's all about people like trying like isolating what the problem is and like trying to um, address it by working together and having empathy for each other. But you know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not a thing that would ever mm-hmm. happen on this show. So no, so <laughs> so meanwhile,
0: back on the ranch. We, we flip back to... There's a lot going on. There's, like I said, these two episodes are like plot, 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 yeah. plot, plot, plot. Um, so we flip back to Baba Voss and, and everyone, and they are still trying to get to Jirla Morel, uh, and, and get where they're supposed to go. But at the end of the last episode, a trinket was stolen from Magra, and she's freaking out because she, she has to get this back. And Baba Voss doesn't understand why it's so important to her, and she won't tell him why it's so important to her so that is what we spend the majority of the first episode doing right. is trying to get this trinket back so they we hunt it they hunt it down and we find that it it has gone to um this village made of plastic basically right uh, of the opile i think is what they call the people yeah who lived
1: there and then I'm um, trying to think: Should we follow that plot, or should we just get to the end of the Magra stuff? Because that's <laughs> I mean, a whole other. Because then it goes into well, a whole
0: other plot. I, I think we. Sh- I think we have to touch on the the Opio stuff because we have to talk about boots.
1: Well, yeah, no, I mean, I was thinking maybe we could finish Magra's oh, oh. arc of that episode just because okay. we have that's a whole lot that we have to talk about okay. With boots. Okay, well, okay, so jumping jumping
0: around a little bit. We find out that this trinket is super-duper important because this is uh, a royal trinket. Actually, when Margaret um, takes it out and puts it on her finger, I was like, wait a minute, because I couldn't tell what it was. The audio description yeah, tells what you what it say? was. But
1: they say it's like a it's, trinket. Yeah,
0: it's a ring with bells and feathers oh, on it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, which yeah. doesn't make
0: it seem all that important. No, but if you listen to the bells, they're exactly the same bells that the queen wears. Oh, it's, The right. sound is the exact same. Right, so that right. clues you, and I was like, oh, that ring is special because it's royal that means oh so <laughs>
1: go the, ahead you say it you say it is Magras also the Queen Cain's sister's yeah. sister basically yes so, so and yeah. she was the one who is older and was supposed to inherit the throne but then was Queen Cain like inherited it by force basically yep overthrew her yeah, yeah. and exiled her right which, so. like, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, like, she she won't tell... She was very cagey about her family, which is weird to begin with. I mean, I was kind of confused because I was like, if, I guess, Bamba Voss is, like, the head of the tribe but then what does Mangra have connected to Baba Voss's tribe at all like mm-hmm. there's no connection because I right. thought maybe they might have I think they do talk about in the first few episodes how they it's a recent relationship but it's weird because it's like she's not carrying Baba Voss's child like or children like she's not like she's not from that tribe at all she's you know, it's just, just kind of random.
0: She just wandered in Yeah, and showed yeah. Up, but, but As a pregnant woman. Right. But we learn, we learn this is how, this is Gerla Morel's modus operandi. He's been going around right. to all of these villages and falling in love with or in like with and sleeping with and impregnating these women because he can see. And the kids that these women
1: bear, all, sounds like 100% of the time, can see. It is kind of a weird, I mean, I don't know what to think about that. Do you have any like take on that. <laughs> I think this is jirla Morel's way of
0: trying to bring back sight. That sounds like that's what that's right. what his ultimate goal is because he's so focused on like sight well, is enlightenment. I mean the last episode
1: That's not, fucked up though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean not giving anything away but the last the 8th episode in the season is titled The House of Enlightenment, which is where that's they're headed. Where they're headed yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. Um, when they were like, we could go back to our tribe that's been killed, or we could keep going to the House of Enlightenment, the whole, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, but how do you feel, like, emotionally about him trying to bring back the sight thing?
0: It's, it's interesting as a person who has sight, you know, who, who has a little bit of vision. I, I don't want this world, I don't think the answer is to force sight into this world. Yeah. I don't think that's the answer because then you're, then again, it starts all over again. You are putting one thing above the other.
1: You're... I don't,
0: I don't think you should put a sighted person above a blind person and vice versa. Yeah. They, each person has skills. Each person is capable. Each person can live a fulfilled life. You're, they're going to do it differently. But I don't think just because someone has vision, that means they can rule over another class of people or another a, a group of people who don't have vision. Right. And, and like we kind of keep seeing that play out with, you know, Honeywa, Kofun and, and Baba
1: Voss. Like that Honeywa and Kofun have like power over them as a family, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because the show does like. I don't know if the show thinks that the, any of the blind characters have anything over the sighted characters. No.
0: I, I would like, I would hope that it doesn't. I don't, but I think that's the dynamic that is being played with because we see that, uh, you know, Hanewa, what's, well, okay, it's the whole thing with the village, with the plastic village. Hanewa decides to go in and get the charm back because she's sighted right. and she can be quiet and she can figure out where all the traps are. Right, right. However, Hanewa still kind of gets her ass kicked, and Baba
1: and Kufun and all the rest have to come in to save her. Right, and part of it is because Boots also has vision. Right, so and he's the only he's the only resident of this plastic mm-hmm. town.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So we should talk about who Boots is. Yeah. yeah.
1: So she finds
0: so Boots f- attacks Hanewa. and yes, and you're right. He's the only member of this plastic town, and who also have who also has vision. We learned that. Jule Morel is Boots' father, right? Mm-hmm. And without spoiling much of anything about Boots, um, what did you think of Boots? Like when you first saw him, like and you we learned he has vision, and he's like, "I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. You know, don't you trust me? I'm going to help you." I don't know. Yeah. What, what did, you, did you trust him?
1: Um, I mean, I I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I think that the show is just so. Like, it just, it punishes people who trust other characters. And I was like, well, there's not really any reason not to, human-wise, but, like, not in this show, I guess. (laughs) I mean, like, I definitely would have trusted him in that situation. But then again, I live in the world that is real. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. (laughs) Did you trust him? Oh,
0: boy. Um, I wanted to trust him because Hanewa immediately trusts him. And Kofun is unsure. Yeah. And every everyone else is is also unsure. They don't want him around. Like nobody wants him to follow them. And and Honey was like, we can't do this. We cannot abandon another one of Jerla Morrell's kids. We have to keep him around. We have to, we have to keep him with us. So I I wanted to trust Boots, but I was still nervous because you're right. No one can trust anyone in this show. So I was like, well, if if he betrays them. I won't be surprised. I will be angry, right. but I won't be surprised.
1: Yes. Which, I mean, he does. Yeah, but he like does. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, it is like a bummer because it is just like, oh my God, we could have had a character that, yeah, that we, like, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. There are shows where all the characters are generally trying to do the right thing and you know trust and there is trust and there's and trust is rewarded um and I don't know this is not at all one of those shows it is extremely the opposite um so it just probably seems like yeah I guess you can't trust anyone everyone's always like trying to fuck each other over but like I would have I mean I I feel like um Honeywa in that moment like I usually don't relate to her and I did in that moment cause I'm like yeah if I If I found like a sibling of mine that was also blind, of course I would be like, yeah, they should be part of like this family. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. The
0: reason the her reasons for taking him in for trusting him, I think were were completely sound. I mean, yeah. Oh my God, someone else who can do what I can do.
1: Right. I mean, I agree with every character who trusts someone like in the show, but then they're always for some reason they're always punished for trusting. Which I mean, like, yeah. I guess like it's sad that sometimes in the world like trust does not get like does get punished that does happen but it's you know it, it it is still like it's still a better bet most of the time to trust people and then kind of adjust as you go but um you know I think it's yeah it, it's also like yeah it, it was just kind of a it's it's sad you want to like someone to be trustworthy it, it kind of just makes you like okay <laughs> <laughs> well, and
0: we so while all this is happening um June attacks he uh he finds them he's been he's been tracking them, and uh, the family is separated and uh well, yeah, uh to protect them, Hanewa and Kafun hide mag uh hide Magda and paris in a in an old tree, and Magda figures out who it is who's attacking and she leaves because by this point she's gotten her trinket back. So she's gone willingly to Tamaki June to, to plead for her family basically.
1: Right. Um, and like, and then in that time, that's when boots tells the family that instead of her having left, that she's dead. Right.
0: Right. She's yeah. She's dead. He saw her die. Yeah. Right. So boots leads the family to this cave where they can hide. And the cave turns out to be an abandoned mine shaft and Boots traps them in a mine elevator and right. sends them down below.
1: Yeah, and there's like a bun. it's very, and then I thought of Steven Universe because they're in the <laughs> um, like Island of Misfit Toys kind of mind mind thing where um, you have all these people that have been forgotten down there, I guess. Yeah,
0: not only forgotten though, I kind of felt like they had. This was their what they had chosen because they they don't go up to the surface like boots. They use boots as a lure, and I think right. that and I think they use him because he has vision and he can do it. And these guys have this whole tribe of people. They live underground. They don't go out. They don't go to see the sun.
1: What They've is kind the more for?
0: I I don't know. I think it's just kind of a cool way to show that like, these people have adapted. I mean, if you think about creatures that live in caves their whole lives, most of those creatures don't have eyes because they don't need them. They don't right. need anything to sense light.
1: Though so they probably need food, right?
0: Sure. So they develop other ways to get the food. How do those characters get
1: food? Do we know? It's never don't stated. do see them eating food, though? <laughs> I don't. I Maybe? I think Briefly? we do. But they don't really <laughs> go on how they get food. Because the no. whole idea is you get, like, trapped in there, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because it does feel like – Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're blind, I mean, caves are very cool. Like, if there was a problem of, like, overpopulation, then it would make sense that people would go into caves, but they're not very safe places to live. Like, they would have, you would want them to be a last resort kind of thing just because if there's an, or at least not in a place with earthquakes. Maybe I'm just coming from Southern California. Well, and we know,
0: well, yeah, and we know the mine shafts work for the most part because people, boots comes in and out of the caves.
1: Right, but then they're like, you only come in. Well, they right. in, which I don't understand don't why they well, don't leave. Well,
0: the, the people who have adapted to the caves, they've adapted. And I'm guessing they just need new blood to, like, repopulate their population.
1: Right. They've adapted to the cave. They need. So then they would really, it would be, like, they don't need, like, they're not, like, eating people. They're just, like. No. It's just for, like, keeping the population alive. Mm-hmm. I I think I think these people have adapted, adapted
0: to the caves and they don't want to go to the surface just because it's like you can hide there just because they've 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 adapted. This is
1: the life that they've chosen. This is but but I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Um,
1: It's I mean, do you do you have a guess, though? Because I was very confused.
0: I mean, I'm I thought they were there just to show another aspect of of blindness.
1: But people just do shit for no reason. I mean, there's always some sort of, I feel like sure. where you choose to live, there's going to be, I mean, just the fact that you can live somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that you want to. Like, you're going to still, you know, there. there's a million places you can live, but that doesn't mean you aren't going to pick well, the and, ones you actually want based yeah. on certain features. And they
0: have a conversation with Boots' mom because we, we meet her. They She comes to visit them. In right. their um, cavern, where they're when they're trapped under the in the cave. Well,
1: isn't doesn't she live there? Like, mm-hmm. cause, cause she doesn't go out. No, but she's she
0: was going to help them escape.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, it's really it would be interesting to actually know. It's I don't think we'll ever find out because when they leave, they just aren't going to come back. So that's yeah, probably I'm not completely sure. abandoned.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if this is ever, ever ever going to come up again. I just found that their whole situation and and those people were kind of akin to. Cave creatures. <laughs> and I don't think they're comparing them to cave to cave creatures because, you know, they're lower than, you know, dirt or whatever, or human beings. It's just... Well,
1: just that it's a dark.
0: It's just another way that... To show how these humans are living, or how, how they have adapted to life without sight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I still am just like, you could always... As a sighted person, you could bring a light down into a cave and live there. There's a yeah. there's a lot of reasons other than the darkness why people don't live in caves well, for the most part. <laughs> like, remember, well, remember, the caves are also covered in iridescent bugs. Which are so cool. Mm-hmm, that
0: was really cool. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's... And I guess... Which, though, they're covered in bugs. So then it's not that they're trying to escape sighted people either. Because a sighted person can still see stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I guess it's like they can see less if they're sighted. But mm-hmm. so that, I mean, if they really were afraid of boots, which they are, like maybe this idea of like sighted people are trying to hurt them, that that might be, it might be a, like, but he comes down. No, wait, boots, they're not afraid of boots, are they? I mean, they are. I think, I think they are.
0: And they also. they also keep him so distant. He's the lure. Like, he doesn't live there in the caves. His job is to bring back, is to bring people to them, but it's not to live among them.
1: Right. They, right. Well, because he can see, so it's right. like it's yeah. dark. Yeah. But then why? But does he come down there with the people? No. He just remember operates he throws. The...
0: Yeah. Because remember the way the mine shaft works, someone has to be at on one lever, on a lever to lower it. And to raise it.
1: Right. Right. So he does that. So he, I guess he doesn't really interact with them at all.
0: No, like maybe Mm -hmm. once or
1: twice. He just like sends people. Well, he wouldn't, if he sends people down, he wouldn't interact with the people in the cave at all. True. Well, and we find out that he's gonna, you
0: know, leave all those people anyway, because he, he, he doesn't like them very much either, because he becomes uh, Magra's lieutenant, well, also because he's feeding her lies that her, that her family's dead.
1: Right. He tells... He does... That he tells everyone that the other group, between all the characters other than Mangra right. and Mangra, he tells each of them that the other one's dead.
0: Right. Right. And he's also playing on the fact that... Because he straight up tells uh, Mangra, he's like, you want me as your lieutenant. I can do what no one else can.
1: Which is C. Mm-hmm. Which is... Right, because now that we are assuming that her children are dead, which they are not, so no, no, that's... they
0: they do they do get out of the cave. Um, in this like crazy epic showdown, Boots's mom shows them the escape hatch. There's another elevator, and they they manage to get up there. And then of course the elevator breaks, and poor Baba is being like attacked by all of these cave people, and he's trying to work the lever. And it's the fight is in almost total darkness. So thank goodness for the AD
1: yeah i don't know how any sighted person could see that i was just like this is so dark i mean i think that's a that was a stylistic
0: choice for this fight but i i don't know the point is is he kills everybody and he has to climb the freaking mine shaft
1: it's ridiculous oh
0: my god it was crazy it was, it was... i i was terrified the whole time though it was, He's gonna fall. I don't know. No, it was horrifying. Oh it was awful. I hated it. Yeah.
1: It's, oh, I, yeah, it was. It was traumatizing. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. It was definitely felt like um, onward. Oh my <laughs> god!
0: Stressful. Yes. Yes. i was just sitting there going, "Come on, Baba! Come on, Baba! Come on, come on!" And the kids are up at the top of the mine shaft. Come on, Baba! Come on, Baba!
1: It's <laughs> it's a very stressful. Wait, why were they trying to kill him?
0: <laughs> they didn't want them to leave. I don't know they did all i can come up with come up with was they didn't want want him to leave
1: but so that he because they were new they were new people that boots brought but then mm-hmm. if they only want them to if they want them so they could procreate then it's really doesn't matter if they're dead like or gone either way it's not helpful
0: i mean it it matters if they're alive you kind of have to be alive to. that's my point procreate. yeah
1: exactly why would it be like we're gonna kill you for trying to escape maybe their maybe their plot wasn't to kill them it was just to, keep, it was them to there. keep them
0: there yeah right but i mean obviously baba boss is crazy well not crazy but baba boss is like a crazy good fighter and he's going to kill anyone and everyone that gets between him and his family
1: right yeah yeah, cause and I mean, like you might as well, cause like, you could trust anybody. Right. Um.
0: <laughs> right. Well, so after that harrowing climb, Baba does make it to the mine shaft to the top of the shaft, and he is pulled out, uh, and then they're safe. And we're happy.
1: Yeah. We're terrified, but we're happy. Cause they're yeah. Because they finally get, um, which like. He seems like such a nightmare. Um, well, and, and he's not only is he rock climbing, but he's climbing a, a
0: huge shaft that if one fall, one mistake, and he's dead, basically, because he, he's going to hit rocks. Yeah. And he's can't see. So Kafun and Honeywell are trying to tell him, right, 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 or left, 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 like the handholds and the footholds.
1: What? Okay, so this goes back to the question I asked before, which is like, what do the, the blind characters have that the side characters don't? What kinds of skills do they have? Well I mean I think they
0: helped Baba when he was climbing the mine the mine shaft cuz they could see
1: ahead. No 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 no. What what the other way? Which what do the blind characters have that the sighted mm. characters don't? Because there's like nothing. Like other than like the sighting that the blind characters are not being hunted down.
0: I think they have I think the blind characters have experience as far as they they know how the world works
1: right the sighted characters right, they assimilate basically right
0: right the sighted characters are completely new and they they as much as as baba and and magra want the kids to grow up and or to, to grow up and and be the same they're not
1: right but they have just like I mean, yeah, I guess they have society, but it's not a society at all because no one ever collaborates. Mm -hmm. You need collaboration to make a society. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, they can assimilate, but they're not in a society at all. So assimilation is actually kind of completely useless because it's not like you only... Assimilation is only helpful if you're going to be collaborative. And Mm -hmm. so once you take that away, then there's no... You don't... That's not actually a benefit. Like it just... It's literally the only thing that being blind helps you with is not is there aren't witch hunters trying to kill you. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the only thing that you have well, an advantage of. Yeah. Well, and we know that
0: blind people are competent enough in this world to rule, to to make tribes, to make villages. I'm not going to say make a society, um, but to make to make all of that stuff. I mean, Queen Cain is blind. Most you know everyone in her court is blind.
1: She's, but what does she she's do? nuts,
0: but yeah, well, we don't know. That's she, she. She rules. Doesn't
1: seem to do much of anything. Yeah. I mean. I, like yeah i mean like yeah you can fight that seems to be it that's the only thing mm-hmm. that you can do and on top of that the sighted characters it's like they can fight better and they're always going to be in an advantage in a fight that's what the show basically tells you that which i mean like might be true it's not like blind people are fighters Like, so yeah, very unblind right <laughs> however baba is a force to
0: be reckoned with i mean baba is tenacious you know even though baba doesn't have any vision he can still hold his own in a fight. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, he can definitely. Yeah, but he. I mean, we're not unless he fights Boots later on. We're not going to really yeah. see him fight a sighted character because obviously he's not going to have a f- like have a deadly fight with his children. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, no, even if yeah. they're adopted children, I mean, it's still. And he loves them so much. Like, he's definitely not in any way in his character. Um, Mm -hmm. So we don't really know exactly how he would fare with this sighted character because there's not really been any sort of opportunity to see that happen. Well,
0: let me tell you, him and Boots, my prediction for the next couple of episodes, him and Boots are going to come to blows. Probably. (laughs) Baba is not going to take kindly because Boots betrayed him. Boots told Magra that they were all dead. And Boots is Magra's lieutenant. So I'm pretty sure. Uh yeah, he's I, obviously evil. Yeah, well, Boots is evil. But I think I think Baba's gonna kill Boots, to Probably. be honest. Either so it's this is how I think it's gonna play out. Baba's gonna kill Boots, or Baba's gonna try, and Hanewa's gonna try and stop Baba. Oh. And then Hanewa and Baba are gonna come to this disagreement that they can't get over. So I think Hanewa and Boots.
1: What does Honeywell... Because Honeywell finds out about what's going on. So what does she think? Do we get to find out? Because cause we meet Boots' mom in the cave and she says, right. kill my son. Right. And I don't remember what Honey was Does she feel mm-hmm. guilty for, like, being wrong? I think that might happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because Kafoon kind of... He doesn't necessarily rub it in her face or anything, but he kind of has this, like, whole, I told you so demeanor. Well,
1: I think, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like she kind of... it's She... You know, wills a little, you know, like I think that there's a sense of like, oh, it's, you know, she's kind of coming to terms with the fact that no one in the entire world will ever, (laughs) you know, be trustworthy in any Mm -hmm. way. Um, You know, so I think there's this kind of like this hurt feeling that that she gets of like putting, which I mean, I guess that does happen in the real world where it's it's very painful to like trust someone and find out you can't trust them. That's a real real thing that does have it in the real world um but she looks fair but i don't think her first reaction is like fuck you this is totally wrong like i think her first reaction is oh no like i thought i could trust this person and feeling like betrayed and sad mm-hmm. but like not so i don't worry about her like completely going against any but i don't know do we i don't remember how much of a window into how she feels about it do we get is she like completely convinced that boots is, should die i'm not sure if she's completely convinced
0: uh i'm i'm not sure yeah I don't i'm remember. i would think that kafoon is for not killing boots cuz kafoon is
1: he's a very pacifist yes
0: yeah he's he's the he's the pacifist pacifist in the family I'm pretty sure Boots like is going... the
1: only reasonable character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, him and Paris. Um,
1: well... Par- Paris is awesome. <laughs> Paris is... I don't know. She lies too much. I don't... She's... Uh, I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Um, I think...
0: I think Boots and Baba are going to have a fight. And I think Kafun, would intervene only because he doesn't want to see Baba kill Boots. Because, I mean, there is there is one thing that connects the three kids, Julia Morel, Right. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be a factor in why Cahoon thinks that Boots shouldn't die. But we're also going to have to
1: I think Cofun's going to kill Boots and that's going to be the end. (laughs) There you go. Um, I mean, I do think that will happen. It It seems like they're kind of building up to mm -hmm. that because he's so pacifist. He's going to have to. Why be pacifist in this world? He's going to have to make a choice. That
0: and Magra and Baba are going to have to come to terms with everything that's happened. Just like. Being being separated, thinking that the the other one is dead. And then they're going to find out that Boots is, is the one who set all this up. There's no way Boots is going to survive. There's no way. He's double-crossed too many people, and he's double-crossed yeah. the wrong person.
1: Right. And, like, characters are always dying, so it makes sense um, that he would die. Um, the
0: Okay, here's something crazy, though. Here's something crazy that could happen. Yeah. So they, they're going to have this fight, right? Boots and Baba and everybody. I. What if Jerla Morrell intervenes?
1: Um. Maybe. What would happen... How would he intervene, like to like stop them from killing yeah, each other? Yeah, maybe he
0: stops. Maybe he stops them from killing from killing each other, or stops them from killing Boots because Boots is
1: sighted. So, so that begs the question: What if General is like a true like eugenicist kind of weird like changing the gene know. pool kind of vibe? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's hot. Ha- I mean, I guess like you think about eugenicists, you think more about like stopping people from having children, but I think they're. Ha- I'm trying to think because, like, Eugenic- there have been eugenicists, I think, who it's, like, about impregnating people as well. You, e- When I think of eugenicists, I think of people
0: or who want – what they're looking for is the perfect human being. So right. They're, they're, it, that's kind of mean. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah.
1: But that's kind of the – I mean, he – we don't know, actually, because it could be the term morale is just, like – You know, like how much of it is this is an endangered species and we're trying to make sure that they mate so in the future we don't completely kill off this, which is like that can definitely be a noble cause that's not necessarily problematic. But then to think like, oh, we need this, I'm as an individual, especially one with a penis, I'm going to try to impregnate as many people so that my, you know, superior genes are like more present in the gene pool. Like that's when you're like, okay, well, you're, you know, you might be getting into problematic territory with that, but it's hard to say without really knowing the character.
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe, maybe he doesn't know more about genetics because he gave the kids a genetics book. In the box to read, right? Because and he, they, they they
1: can all, they're the only ones who get any knowledge. They don't have podcasts. <laughs> I think they would have kept podcasts if it's a whole blind world. <laughs> seems seems prudent. <laughs> uh, Live from Queen Kane's courtroom. <laughs> yeah, it's um uh, yeah. So they yeah. I mean it. it we see so little of Gerald Morrell. We've seen him, like, in, like, two flashes mm-hmm. where he, like, shot something, I think. And then disappears. Yeah. yeah. So we I have mean, no idea what he's really thinking exactly. Does,
0: yeah, does Jerla Morrell think the, I, I, okay, actually, I think, I mean, the fact that he's impregnating people and trying to have all these kids with sight and trying to bring sight back, either A, he thinks that the world would be better off if everyone was sighted, again, Right. or B he's making all he's trying to make all these sighted people because the sighted people there should be there should be
1: a a, a
0: balance a balance yeah I was gonna say choice but I'm like no you know, these choice. people aren't choosing to be blind or sighted yeah that's how they're born
1: yeah I mean it's also hard because it's like yeah the there isn't a balance so because they do have like they do seem to have inherent power with sight at least that's what the show thinks um and we could you know I mean we could argue if that would actually be true and the if that was if this was all real if the, like if just having sight would be um enough to give you power and we do every time we do a C episode but like um, <laughs> we do debate that but um but I yeah, I mean I think that it is it, it does feel kind of like in if you give if you say, Okay, well if sight is gonna give you all these advantages, then it feels kind of like you know, then it feels more like a Hitlery thing, like we gotta have more sighted people. You know, and I and I guess it does really matter how much you like how much it is about diversity versus like you need to replace all the blind people with sighted people. But mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like there is historically been like really fucked up things where people have been like, you know, seen a certain, like, oh, as, you know, my DNA is superior. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was called World War, World War II. I mean, the. Well, and, yeah. But like know. the specific. Because I, when I think of eugenics, like the classic eugenics thing is either like using genocide like Hitler or. Which Hitler did that and the other one, which is like also oh, sterilizing people or like right. forced birth or first like people, people who are not fit to have kids. Right. And right. saying or even just like there was this one horrible story about the woman who would like um just just trick poor people into giving them her babies and then would set them up for rich people to adopt. Like, Ooh, cool, guys, awful. which wow. I guess wow. is like I mean, it is. To me, that's eugenics, so it's technically not messing with the specifics of the gene pool, mm. but, like, seeing it's more of that's, the...
0: That's more nature versus nurture, though. You're changing the nature of of the kids'... Is,
1: well, you're changing the nurture, not the, the sorry, nature Sorry, the nurture. You're right.
0: Sorry, the nurture. You're changing the nurture of their circumstances. Right,
1: but it I, still has a eugenics-y... F- I mean, it still is kind of eugenics, because then it's, like, even if they're not, like, biological kids, it's still the same idea of, like, certain... You know, and I think scientifically, nature and nurture are not really a binary at all. Like it's a lot more messy than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. Yeah. Changing.
0: I don't see how taking a baby out of out of the poor circumstances and putting him into the rich circumstances. That's not. To me, that's not. I wouldn't classify that as eugenics. Eugenics is literally changing the something gene. about yeah. the genes, something about them. Because if, if, if the babies that were being taken away and putting into better circumstances were, you know, were – were are, are, it depends on – are they white babies that are be being putting, put into, you know, better circumstances? Are they – what is – God, how do I, I think, say this without sounding like an
1: asshole? Well, no. I mean, I think that, like – i think that it is also you might be right and it is and it is a debate that comes down more to semantics really than anything because i Mm -hmm. think that it is the same that idea is exactly the same idea as uh, like a lot of eugenicists basically are are exactly the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) like thought about you know what they want and how it's just getting it is less about the gene pool i i think about i think about
0: you know in the in the future um designer babies you yeah, know you can choose so like yeah you can choose what their eye color is you can choose what you know are they going to be a great athlete are they going to be what's their intelligence are they
1: talk about talk about dystopia i mean i yeah, guess you could yeah. you could do a utopian that's secretly the most <laughs> dystopian possible scenario but mm-hmm. like well, oh, yeah. When, when you say eugenics that's what i think about. yeah i mean and i think that eugenics it's like even without arguing semantics, I do think there are things that are definitely eugenics that have a that are a few different ways of like doing eugenics. Like there's a handful of things um, that you can do for eugenics, but um, but that one I feel like even though you might be right because it's like, well, eugenics. What are the root of that? But it's it makes it seem like it has. Um, uh, well, you would say genocide. So I don't know, actually, because I guess the Gen X is has more like a genocide. It's not necessarily it's people's identity.
0: Yeah. I mean, a, you're usually killing people in in a genocide because of what race they are. Or but
1: it can be religion, which would or religion, be yeah, yeah. genetic. Yeah. Um, which that would have more to do with upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I mean, it's yeah. What whatever. That is, I think there is still. I mean, I guess German morale would be more. He's more specifically thinking about the genes. Like that's definitely part of it, right? I don't
0: think he necessarily. I, well, I, he he must care about the the nature nurture part of everything because he's he's. Although maybe he doesn't, because I mean, look at Boots. Look at maybe, and maybe that's what Boots is is here for. You look at, Kofun um, and Honeywa, and then right. look at look at Boots. You know, two completely different upbringings. Same father, they can all see, but they've had, they've lived two
1: completely different lives. Right. I guess like, cause Kofu and Honey have like the Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, the like dichotomy going on but then i don't know what boots is <laughs> i know well also also did it doesn't feel like like jirla morel left like a box of books
0: for hanewa and kufun like jirla morel set it up so that these kids would would have fulfilled enlightened lives like they were going to learn something and then you have boots boots has was, nothing boots was born and then
1: jirla morel fucked off and yeah, which Ta-da. I wonder if we're gonna get more information on why that would be different. Because why would he have tried so hard with one of the kids when he did the exact same thing in another village? Right. Was it that he learned over time that you should leave them with books? Was maybe Boots was the original child, and he was like, oh, oh well, that's so f- fucked up. There. He but then up how and, yeah. old would? But then how much older would he? Boots have to be if it was before the babies were even born that yeah. he learned the lesson. Do you think Boots is older than Honeywa and Kufun? think he's... they say? I do no. not remember.
0: I don't think they say. I think he might be a, like older by a few years, but not too much older than
1: them. Right, he doesn't seem like old enough for him to be an adult who like, betrayed the village and killed everyone before mm-hmm. the twins are born. But, I mean, I don't know. It's really... It's not super clear. But, yeah, I wonder why he just would have not left... Maybe, I mean, maybe you could see, like, things going wrong before when he was younger, maybe. Maybe, maybe
0: instead of, uh, maybe unlike Baba Voss and Paris and uh, Magra, Boots' mom burned all of the books. If if Driller left anything for right. for Boots, maybe maybe she burnt it all.
1: Right, because there's I guess there's precedent for that because obviously we see through the story that like the fact that Magra does not want them to read for and they have to keep it from her until much later. So it's yeah. obviously there's a lot of societal norms or whatever norms that you're going against, um, but. In so that I guess would make sense if it's about upbringing, I guess. But yeah, it's it is kind of like I, I think you're right that it is just like showing the different ways they could that this could all go down with a sighted character um, or like the different scenarios. I just don't really know what the point of all everything is. Like, what is the overarching message here?
0: Well, maybe once we hit House of Enlightenment, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I it guess we
1: could be enlightened. Do you... Do you have, like... Sort of, and I—I I feel like as the show goes on, like the stuff at the beginning, I was really trying to think through. I feel like a lot of it, I was like, oh, okay, so they're just not going to care to really, you know, go into it. Like I, I felt like I was kind of doing more work than the show was. So I, I feel like I've kind of <laughs> stopped doing that much work about it. But do you have a sense of like the overarching like message or or kind of <sighs> idea? I am of the hoping. Show?
0: Okay, I mean, well, first of all, the show—the show is called C. Yeah. we are looking for the house of enlightenment Um, enlightenment means usually means uh, you know gaining knowledge Um, yeah and you I mean you can use the word see in so many different contexts see doesn't have to mean vision no see can mean
1: uh, I understand
0: exactly understanding so then you get enlightenment understanding so what I first thought the show was about, which literally was pe- two people who could see, mm-hmm. I think this show is going to be about, hopefully going to say more about being enlightened and being able to see or experience the world from a different from a different person's point of view. I hope, I would hope that we come to to the realization that blind or sighted, we are all people. We live differently we experience things differently whether you're blind or whether you're sighted but just because you're blind or sighted doesn't mean you are not valued and you don't have value a blind person and a sighted person are just as capable yeah there are are definitely things that blind people and sighted people can't do or there are things that sighted people do better and there are things that blind people do better but we live in a world now here in our world we live in a world where uh, blind and sighted people exist. Now I'm not. Right. I'm not no. saying it's perfect. It ain't perfect. Oh Lord, no, we're no. Doing a
1: bad job. Yeah, no, we're not doing a great job. In we're a perfect n- world, our TV shows would be more utopian if they were all blind <laughs> characters. Well,
0: they would have. They would all have audio <laughs> description options.
1: But well, that yeah, that would be <laughs> even without blind characters. Um, yeah, they should all have them.
0: But yeah, <laughs> yeah, more blind people would be more represented. So what I what yeah. I'm hoping that this isn't is a show about how vision trumps blindness
1: do you yeah it feels like so far it is right or is that or do you disagree it i feel like it goes back and forth I don't know because okay here's the thing that I've been struggling with how much of it is that we know understand the reality of what blindness is and we understand how it makes you a better person not I mean not like holistically a better person than everyone else who cited but like we know all the ways in which it can be a good thing and how you can embrace it and and make it part of who you are and that you don't just want to be cited and that we don't see sighted people as being just superior to us with no caveats mm-hmm. like that's our worldview right <laughs> both of us yes. um <laughs> so i i didn't want to fully speak yeah, to you no. for you but I, <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like we've done the podcast enough that yeah that, that that's how we feel and i feel like sometimes the show is vague enough that i worry that we're just projecting the reality onto a show that doesn't really think that at all does that
0: make sense? Yeah you, no no yeah like you know you're we're hoping so much that it, it doesn't <laughs> so we don't see when it does or we don't notice when it does but I I really really hope that that's not the case and if it is the case if we get to the if we get to the last episode of this season and that is the case, then these people the, the writers need to the directors and the creator need to take a fucking step back and reevaluate their priorities. Yeah. and do better
1: yeah cause it's uh, I mean and I think that and we didn't talk about this in the previous episodes that we've done I don't think but like on the show maybe we've touched on it but on the show there are some blind actors and I was trying to do some research before we recorded this episode and like they're all very minor characters mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of them have died already um, mm-hmm. and we do have all of the main characters are sighted actors. Um, Like, all of the actual roles um, are played by sighted actors entirely. And then there was a blind consultant for the show. Um, But but no one on the writing staff is blind. Mm -hmm. So it's just a consultant. Um, I mean, we got to do better than that, right? Yeah, I think that's a step in the right direction. I don't... I don't...
0: I mean, obviously they couldn't just, you know, in this in this day and age. They couldn't just make a show about a whole society that's blind and then not have any blind not have any blind input. I mean, they have right. they have a you they have a consultant. Have to. You have to. And I feel like to. but
1: four actors playing extremely minor characters like that most of which die and none of the actual characters are played by blind no, actors. No, that's sad. It's not You're good. You're right.
0: That's not good. They you can do better. You can You can absolutely do better than that.
1: And there is things where, like, I heard an interview or, like, about um, from the consultant who's blind and he was talking about saying, like, oh, I was telling them that, like, you wouldn't look at people or you wouldn't nod because why would you do that? And he's like, which also, by the way, was the first thing I said in the first episode. It was the nodding. And he also told them that, apparently. Um, But literally this episode... We heard it, there was an audible nod, in that the audio descriptions told us that mm-hmm. there was that um, uh, Tamaktu June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was you um, said it right anyway. Yeah, sorry. I know. I know. I was like, congratulations, thank you. Um, <laughs> but they say that he nods, like literally, like it's it's enough for the audio description to tell you at, as an inf- an affirmative. Which no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's just no reason for that. And that's 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 either just.
0: In, in the moment, there that was the best take, and they're filming, and he happened to nod because, you know, it's hard. He's a sighted actor. He's a sighted person. Sighted yeah. people nod. I have vision. I
1: nod. Right, because we know, do, because we live in a sighted world. But right, I think right. that there's like, and and so you can say that that's a fair thing, but I think that there's also, but they they should pay more
0: attention to the, to that little stuff. If you are living in a society that's full of blind people, and you have a fucking consultant on set who's telling you. You wouldn't nod. You wouldn't do this. You wouldn't look at somebody. Your eye lines would be completely different. Yeah. If you really want to make it believable, you should try your best to
1: adhere to those stipulations. Right. And I think that, like, (laughs) yeah, it's hard because I mean... I get that like nodding is something blind people do and it's only because the world is blind in this show. Everyone is blind that you would just, that would just not be, that just wouldn't be a thing. But like, but I do think that at least as a blind actor, you have a little bit more ability to empathize with whoever you're playing against and think mm-hmm. about how that's not, how they're going to get mm-hmm. information. And sometimes it does feel like, it does a lot of the stuff you look at and and I am just never want to be any of the characters, given how little information I'm getting. Like you know, because they'll do, they'll think about like, okay, we'll have like a knot language, and like we'll have certain things that like make noise or feel, and they'll they'll do some of that, but then they just like kind of for then they just don't really that most of the time. Like it's all very. It's it's kind of like it's the frosting on the cake and there's no cake kind of. You're just like, it's just like, okay, you're, you're just like adding or like sprinkles or something, you know. You're just adding these little things that you're like that you've thought out. But like you can't, that stuff is way less important than thinking out the entire world and how the customs are. And then like, and then you can make a not language or whatever. But like that stuff, it's okay if it doesn't have a not language, but it isn't <laughs> okay if it's like... If if just the way that everyone's interacting with each other is so, like, would be so stressful for a blind person. I mean, we have just every like people are constantly far away from each other and like, well, and, you but, know, there's yeah, just so but many then things like that. Yeah,
0: and I'm not and I'm not trying to justify them or, any, or anything, but then you have that conversation between Baba and Magra in the woods before, um, before the fight, before she's she leaves and he's sitting one way and she's sitting another and it's just this whole conversation and they don't ever look at each other I think until the very end because then they touch foreheads or something but they have that whole really beautiful conversation and it's shot very uh intimately and they're not they're not looking at each other they're just having you know two yeah. two blind characters having having a conversation being in in the same space together right i mean in that that Seeing that makes little, little Things like that Yeah Seeing little things Like that gives me hope I mean Is this perfect By any means <laughs> No But I mean They're they're trying now. That doesn't mean you know you should automatically give them a pass. Oh, right. they had two characters who had a conversation where they didn't look at each other. Ding, 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 ding. They they've checked all the boxes. We're right. done. We're done here.
1: I I just realized that you're that you're the kufun and I'm the honey. I think so. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Because I'm like no, it's not good enough. <laughs> like wait wait, they
0: had one conversation where they didn't look at each other. No yeah no 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 oh no I'm not I'm not saying we should I'm not saying we should give them a pass but. I think that it's amazing that we even have a show like this, that we're even talking about a show like this. Yeah. Something like this probably would not have gotten made years and years and years ago because who, you know, who'd want to watch a show about a bunch of blind people?
1: Right. Now, granted,
0: granted, I think further, it would be further progress if – you know, we, now we have a show, another show like In the Dark, right, which know. features a, a, a the main character who just happens to be blind, st- granted, still played by a sighted actor, but right. still.
1: That's, right, we have that's two blind progress. characters. We do have 50% of those blind characters are played by an actual blind person. Well, well, there's a lot of like extras, but like mm-hmm. of the real characters that we've gotten to know who are blind, 50% are played. And you have someone, I mean, I think that Kelly Walton, Chloe, um, in In the Dark, like she has... I, I would say probably already more stuff to do in screen time than all of the blind actors on the show combined. <laughs> like, and we've only seen the first three episodes of In the Dark. So, you know, and of course, they didn't just get a blind consultant. They got actual blind writers in the writer's room, which is like so vital. Like you can't just get a consultant, in my opinion. Right. And maybe,
0: and maybe these people didn't on C because they're going under like well it's a fictional world we can do we could do whatever we want and I mean you could say that you know Every in fiction is a
1: fictional world sort of yeah I, I know I know <laughs> no but I but, think you're right but that you, could
0: be yeah but you could say like in the dark is much more based in reality, in reality no definitely
1: <laughs> um yeah no I think that that's yeah I mean I think maybe that could be part of the justification yeah and I think you and I both would disagree with that but you might be right that that's like that is a justification i mean i'm not i'm
0: not saying they shouldn't have tried have worked harder to have a a blind writer or two on the staff but you know they have a consultant (laughs) which is again not you know it's not going to be the be all and end all of everything it's the bare minimum but Yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know
1: i mean i think it is just like with you when you have an entire world of blank Characters, You would think you'd want mostly blind people in the writers, in the writers room. <laughs> so it seems like it'd be hard not to do that. Like, cause then, I mean, yeah, even a blind person has to imagine what the world would be like. So you could like, and I think that that is probably your right. And that is part of the justification is like, it's like even, you know, as blind people, we can say in the dark, okay, what will we do in this certain scenario? And that makes it seem real. And I think having blind writers in that situation makes it so it feels very authentic because you're just like, yeah, I know this is a thing I do in my life. This is what, you know, like it feels just have so many more scenarios like that. Whereas this is like, okay, well, what's the world even going to be like? So you have to completely start from scratch. And so You know, a blind person I truly think would be a lot better at figuring that out. But, like, you can still justify that, like, well, everyone's gonna have to figure it out. Like, you know, even a blind person will still have to do a lot of, like being creative and not just just pulling stuff out of their life because none of us live in all blind worlds um and all of that being said i still find c more more believable than
0: something like blindness ever was
1: i feel like though okay so and this is the last episode we're gonna have to do blindness again because i I think think about i think so
0: too we should we really should do
1: an actual i I think about blindness all the time when i watch Mm -hmm. c though
0: like because it is
1: it's a very and and like to you know just kind of summarize it because we haven't done an episode on it but like Mm -hmm. it is also something where you have a bunch of characters who go blind but instead of being like you know years after this disease has hit everyone it's like during the right as Mm -hmm. it happens Mm -hmm. so you're seeing these characters very newly blind but it is the same thing no one can trust each other like it's just like there's just an extreme brutality and right it's it's like
0: taking away vision immediately we turn we turn back into animals
1: right exactly which like, I means C mm. is saying that and it's just like it's just giving you the distance so you don't have to really so it's not as obvious but it's kind of saying the same thing because we don't get the sense that they've that the society has deteriorated which i mean granted if it is be deteriorated once everyone went blind that wouldn't be a great message either but like you know we get the sense that this is kind of like this is it's been like this since everyone went blind like that there's not there isn't another event that made it become like this
0: i do kind of consider c like or sorry i do kind of consider blindness like proto c i mean yeah. like this is this is what happened before but although right. although i mean they'll then you blindness is end- ending but we should probably save that for when we actually talk about blindness yeah which means we'll have to re-watch blindness. <sighs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> Anyway,
0: uh, <laughs> just think about mark ruffalo and julianne moore and everything will be, yeah, be fine yeah
1: mark yeah. ruffalo is great mm-hmm. um, yeah um but but yeah no it's I, yeah and so i think i think if you had more blind people writing it you it, could fall into mm-hmm. less of those traps, and you can also mm-hmm. just understand how the ways in which blind people could be more capable. Because I really don't think there's any scenario in the show where a blind person truly is advantaged over the sighted characters, mm-hmm. like well, other than the societal norms.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe the creator of the show, Stephen Knight, by the way, is is his name? Which I don't think I, I don't think we've said his name, Stephen Knight. He so he created the show. Maybe, hopefully, Stephen Knight sat down with. A, you know like a blind brain trust you know it was like hey I'm making this world or like blind visually impaired brain trust you know I'm making this world and this is what I want to do how would this how would this be achieved
1: And maybe he didn't. That's probably what happened.
0: I don't know. I I mean, that is probably more likely.
1: But I think that's the wrong way to do it. I think you need to get a blind person there to come up with how the world would be, and then you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think you can't can't have... It's like, this is what I think about accessibility in general. It's like if you have... It's like why voiceover is infuriating, because it's like you can't just put accessibility over something. Like, to make something truly accessible, you have to think about, like... Accessibility before you start making an app, Mm. like, and I think that that is a mistake that is always made when you're talking about like disability and universal access. It's not an like accessibility is never an afterthought. It should always be at the beginning, and you're gonna make stuff that's better for everyone. Like, it's just the smarter way to do it and even and not just for disabled people like it's just smarter to think about the world in that way and it's gonna make better products you know and I think it also makes better tv like and especially if you're gonna have these just you know so many blind characters the fact that a blind person wasn't there to kind of really shape how the narrative was gonna go I think is a big mistake but I don't know oof (laughs) We got two more episodes of this. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. We can Home do stretch. it. So many, so much. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. No. It's. I mean. Yeah. All. All of this being said, I'm. I'm still enjoying myself. Every time. Every time we had to watch two more episodes. There's sometimes I'm like, oh my god, we had to watch two more episodes of this show. But then I start this show, and I'm like immediately sucked back into the story. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I, I was so grumpy or put out because we had to watch this show. This is actually a really good
1: show. (laughs) Well, good. This is actually a really interesting show. It's like TV, basically. Mm -hmm. It has that. Like, TV kind of has, um, what would be a good analogy? It's kind of like the sugar... Like of plant devices <laughs> Like because it's just like When you TV is always just like You're just like oh this is like a dessert Like because it's just all this Attention grabbing things like a TV Is manufactured right. to be like well, I guess a confectioner Treat yeah I mean I guess <laughs> then,
0: then you can start dividing like TV TV and food into different categories I mean you have Like comfort food shows You know right. like which are, could be your sitcoms Or whatever shows make you feel good and then you have your Like peak TV shows because we're in the golden age of TV that are right dark now. Dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, and 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 really make you think, or you know, make you feel some type of way. I mean, shows like Breaking Bad. I love that show. That show is amazing. I can only watch maybe two or three episodes at a time because, right, but it's I, like it's sour, sour patch kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just too sweet. It's just too much. Because, I mean, the sweetness is just like the every second something has to happen, and you have to constantly have cliffhangers, and you have to constantly, like, you know, be like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? And it is like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I love like a lot of sugary foods, and I love a lot of TV. I, those are two of my favorite things: is sugary foods and TV. And it's my and I think it's not an unhealthy coping mechanism. I, no, not and at all. Self care thing, especially think, right now. Yeah, it's there's a lot of great there's a lot of great sugar in the world right now. It's like peak like vegan cupcakes so good um but yeah no it's in peak tv obviously but i do think that that's that is like a tv thing and it is different with movies like because they're but it is it is just like a way that they're the the writing is structured um and that that is just an industry thing but like the fact that you in TV, you just, it is very addictive, and I'll watch shows where I'm, like, like very aware that I'm, like, I know that I'm continuing to watch this because it's doing the TV thing where it's making me continue to want to watch this. And even though, like, I am, you know, I usually don't start shows that I don't want to keep watching, but especially with the with ones that aren't, like, sitcoms where it's, you know, mm-hmm. they put the toys back, mm-hmm. like, especially... With the you know streaming stuff and and prestige TV where it is so continuous like it's just manufactured to make well, you don't want to keep going. Well,
0: th- th- with m- with a lot of prestige TV now that now that the U.S. has finally adopted the the U.K. way of doing s- different seasons or series, it's basically a movie chopped Over. up into eight parts.
1: But that's it's all like, it is. But it is a movie with way more kind of like. Uh, what, what would be the right word? Like it's it's kind of like the it's sped up. Like something has to happen in every. Well, I guess now with all these superhero it's, it's movies, it's more.
0: It, well, it it's more. TV is much more. They can take these movies that you, instead of having two hours to tell a story or whatever, you have eight hours to tell a story to tell your story. So you can get more into like the nuances of characters and the and the um, situations that they get into and backstory and everything. Where in as in a movie. You have to be
1: real uh, precise with what story you're trying to tell. Right. But you can. But the thing is, though, when it comes to how it's structured with TV, and I think that, like, I mean, you can argue that now this is, well, no, because, like, movies are generally going to most of the money they're going to make is going to be as ticket sales. And, um the for tv most like it's really just about attention like it just it's so it they're built in different ways to accommodate mm-hmm. that like if you have a two-hour movie you can just do a lot more like just kind of just kind of setting things up for like stuff that isn't super engaging on its own because unlike a tv show if i watch the first 10 minutes of a tv show i'm like what's going on like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna go away which is why i'll start watching a movie and i'll be like oh right this isn't tv like now i want to go check my email like i'm just not as whereas in you're in a movie theater you're not gonna go check your email or like turn it off and get dinner or whatever you know so it's just like the the incentives are so different and Mm -hmm. that is kind of in like in the industry how they're written differently and so i think that with c it's just like it's written like a tv show so that you kind of keep wanting to be um watching so you don't oh, yeah. like click away oh, absolutely
0: no each episode ends with a cliffhanger and i'm always like okay let's it's i need happen. to find out more i need to find out what's going to happen and i hate to keep coming back to breaking bad but it, i don't It's just like if you if if breaking bad were a two hour movie two and a half hour movie or whatever. I don't think you'd get – you would be nearly as attached to any of those characters as we are now in in pop culture because we have spent
1: oh, I agree five with seasons with them. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely true as well. And I think that that – I mean, yeah, I think there is kind of a – it kind of goes more to uh, – um, what is the familiarity bias that you just like that just by having more exposure to a person makes you like them more? <laughs> like even if there's they don't do anything that makes you like I mean, I imagine if they're like abusive, um, you probably that would backfire, well, that would
0: not help. Well, may and maybe break. Oh, God, I can't I can't stop talking about Breaking Bad. But maybe Breaking Bad works on that premise because Walter White is an asshole. Walter White is a despicable, morally irreprehensible human being. But yeah. we can't stop watching.
1: Right. Well, but it's because of, of the way the plot works. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's and that's why you'll get shows that have been on for seven years. So you're like, oh, my God. I, I can't even imagine having a lifetime where all this shit happens. Like, it's just so much stuff <laughs> has happened in seven years. Um, because you're like, it's kind of more dense than a movie would be um, with plot. And then it's also, like, on for longer. But, like, but I do think... Yeah, I mean, I think we see, though, I have to admit, I am sometimes more surprised when it's not working for me. Because, like, I... yeah I'm, I'm always like sometimes I'll be like okay it's, I'm getting into that TV zone like that state of flow where you want to keep watching a television show <laughs> it is like it is technically a state of flow mm-hmm. like they're trying to actually in my intern TV class we talked about flow specifically um, as like how TV works is like you talk a lot about flow and it's also what you talk about when you talk about psychology so it's a really interesting combination and I feel they are kind of the same idea really mm-hmm. um, but I'm always it's always weird to me because sometimes C will get me in that place but then like most of the time it's I'm not as much in them like I can still watch it it's not like a chore entirely but sometimes like at the end of the episode they they don't always end on the I don't know sometimes I'm like do I care enough it's kind of like Westworld I watched all the episodes up until like the uh of the first season up until the last episode just the first season Mm -hmm. and then I was just like it was i caught up cuz it was like the week before the first the last episode was going to air of the season and then in that week i was like i don't care anymore <laughs> i just like oh no no. Interest. no i've i've done the same thing i <laughs> i watched the entire
0: first season of westworld like on just pins and needles cuz i was like this is so cool and then i got to the second season and i got two episodes in and i was like wow i do not care yeah i i have no desire whatsoever but I'm I'm a picky eater and with food in general right. but I'm also a picky eater with TV. I mean I especially now that that we live in the age of streaming or I specifically do because I don't I don't own a TV I can call up whatever I want to watch. I don't have time to waste exactly. on, on shit TV on trash TV. Like right. I, I just don't have time. I don't have I don't have time.
1: I think that's. But it is kind of interesting because it's always in those down moments that like. So I think that there's because you can kind of get sucked into a show and then it's like once you have to go to bed or whatever and you wake up and you're like I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like is that like kind of it's it which is why they structure it so that you're always you want to keep watching the next episode, um, but. Yeah, I, it's, well, I mean, I'm excited that we have two more episodes. I don't have, I've kind of lost a lot of faith in the show. Um, you know, at this point, they can't just start trusting each other. So I think it might, I think I have to just be like, yeah, okay, that's, that's something that's lost me. And and that's like, whatever. Um, So, well, here's the, here's the real
0: question. No matter how the first season ends. Let's just say that they put the second season out or they managed to film it all before the pandemic happened or whatever. And they put it out. Um, Do we keep watching the show or do we keep do we keep covering it?
1: I mean, I think that here's what I'm thinking. The likelihood of them having filmed it, I still think is pretty slim. Oh, yeah. It was March and and that came out in November. So it's very unlikely they filmed anything Which means that we're probably, it's, we're not going to have another season for a a long time, and we have two more episodes of this season, so it's probably going to be a good year, at the least, between Mm -hmm. when they start airing a new Mm -hmm. season and when we finish the the first season. So because of that, I think that the likelihood of me being ready to come back to it at that point to talk about it on the podcast, I think it's probably likely that I'll, I think Having that space will help me be more willing to kind of re come back to it. I think if we were if it was like in the dark and there was two seasons already aired, then at this point I would just be like I'm exhausted. Like we haven't even reached the halfway point, but I think the fact that we have such a long time in between the two seasons is gonna make it easier to come back to it. What about you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I do.
0: I still want to keep going on and 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 talking about this show. Uh, most most definitely. I'm just not sure. They say there's going to be another season, but I don't know if 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 the pandemic stopped the filming, I'm not sure if they would even come back to it if they had the opportunity, because I mean, it's it's streaming. So and the cool thing about streaming is, is you could have these niche shows because it doesn't matter if three million people are watching your show. It's fine. But. I hear nothing about C in like the cultural consciousness yeah maybe I'm just not running in the right circles I don't know
1: I mean I tell people I have a um, podcast about blind characters in the media so I have been told about it but Mm -hmm. if I did not tell anyone that I think I probably would not have heard anything about it (laughs) yeah I mean the only reason I know about the show existence
0: is because I'm I love watching all those Apple keynote things and that
1: Oh yeah!
0: In the summer of last year, that was all they wanted to talk about. And they brought you know Jason Momoa on to introduce the show and everything. and I was like, well, it's got Jason Momoa and it's about blind people, so hot damn, sign me up! And I'm I'm not angry. I'm not disa- you know I'm not disappointed. I'm frustrated, but I think that's with any TV show. I mean, I, th- I don't think there is a mm, well. I was gonna say I don't think there's a perfect show out there. That that's not true. Uh, I would say Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. I think are just I think they're perfect shows, but yeah. but uh, <laughs> you know, There's, this is not that.
1: I mean, so. this is a time where if you want to see good examples of what to strive for in TV, they're out there. I mean, mm-hmm. people. I mean, I guess you have an excuse. Everyone's just human, but you. We have high bars now. We can be. We can be very picky about yes. our shows. Um, but I think, I mean, you know what could happen? Apple TV could just not be a thing anymore. Because I feel true. like Apple TV has also made no impact on the culture, which is probably part of the reason why I see it's made no impact on the culture. I think that's the joke. It's
0: yeah. like, oh, you're on Apple TV? Oh. <laughs> it's
1: you not real. <laughs> Whatever. No, now we have like Quibi and what are the other fuck, things people make fun of. Fuck
0: Quibi. I'm sorry. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out right now.
1: Hot take. Fuck, fuck my
0: hot take on Quibi. Fuck Quibi. <laughs>
1: no one I, it has is been so this.
0: stupid so i got it because it was i got it it was free because they were pimping it out like you know get three months free duh, 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 duh. i did not renew after obviously <laughs> um i think i got rid of the app i watched it maybe twice and, I, and then i got i never watched it again and then i finally got rid of the app the only reason i got it is because i wanted to see sasha velour's show uh nightgowns uh-huh. so i watched that that was really cool i am not a fan of this like here's a Here's a movie, but we're only gonna give you ten minutes of it. It's dumb. This is it's I'm no, no one likes it. No, 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 no. And they're like, it's like YouTube, but for celebrities, burger 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 and everybody has their own show. And I'm just like, that already exists. It's called funny or die. Well, and, it's also
1: called YouTube. And it's all and it's YouTube, yeah. And I'm she like there's like a billion trillion hours of stuff gets posted yeah. each day or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you anything to watch
0: um i just i i don't think i don't see the appeal i think it's stupid i don't
1: yeah it is definitely it's like the um just the comic sans of of, of streaming, streaming apps, platforms yeah. Just mm-hmm. like the thing that's only there so mm-hmm. that people can ridicule it mm-hmm. and there's no real reason as, as far as i know and
0: again don't quote me on this because i haven't i haven't checked Quibi in a while, uh, checked what's happening with them in, in, a, in a little while, but last time I, I looked, they were they were losing a lot of money.
1: Makes sense. Kind of I, yeah. movie pass. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be around yeah. for I much mean, longer. They're probably not, um, but...
0: The movie pass. Blah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, the internet man. There's was, so much. Oh,
0: so good when it started. So good when it started, and then just... Like not even a year I had movie pass for all of six months
1: Oh well Mm -hmm. My parents had it like think well because they were very early on but they were like this doesn't make any sense how did they make money they, they oh, were like this is not going to last because yeah, no, this is no. not a thing where here's, someone could make money here's the out answer of here's the answer to that question how do they make
0: money they, they don't. don't
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> which my parents were like we'll take it but we are
1: very much not going to depend on this for around for much longer no i <laughs> i
0: i now subscribe to regal crown club I because I I pay twenty one dollars a month and I can see um I can see movies as many times as I want
1: right whenever
0: I want so, so I'm like now, cool sadly. no my account is frozen <laughs> <laughs> although update uh the movie theaters apparently Regal at least they're gonna try and be open by the thirty first of this month
1: is that In like fifty percent capacity are they, yes. or do o- they do less? obviously no
0: it's gonna be less is it twenty five yes.
1: That makes sense per per auditorium i think well i guess if you have six feet how many seats is six feet i don't know what gets
0: me though is like they're gonna still serve concessions so to eat you have to take your mask off so i don't know i might go but i won't eat
1: yeah i mean well you also have to use your hands because i i don't really mm-hmm. worry i mean it doesn't if your hands are clean and you eat then it doesn't really matter um yeah but that's the main thing is your hands being clean um yeah i mean it's also like it fucking cuts off some of your peripheral vision the mask mm-hmm. so I can't, mm-hmm. I can't i mean i also can't breathe so even if i was doing it for two hours sitting i wouldn't be able like i would yeah. have an asthma attack trying to do that so i it's not very practical. i'd like <laughs> i'd like
0: to say that if they open i wouldn't be one of those idiots who rushes out to go see a movie but ugh, to be honest going to the movies is one of my favorite things i'm dying i i want to go to the movies so bad i mean all the movies that were supposed to come out that we are missing i mean mulan the new wonder woman the new christopher nolan film um oh my god just everything and uh, yeah. yeah i'm sad i'm very sad i miss it a lot
1: yeah i i might if their movies open up again go see them i'm always looking to get out of the house more but but it's yeah it's just weighing that like because really uh, the things i want to be doing is like doing improv again and stuff like stuff that's gonna be so long from now oh yeah no i mean kids yeah if i had to
0: pick like if i could pick which which comes back first theater theater or movie theaters obviously i'm picking theater theater i can i can live without going to the movies for longer
1: at hurts, least you that I can do it. At least that can be done on a screen. Mm-hmm. Like improv is really not able to. It's not this. I mean, yeah, I guess a movie theater has its own charm and that's fair. But yeah, it's not. It's definitely, sadly, the top of my list of things that I really, really, mm-hmm. really want back are going to be like the bottom of the list of what will actually come mm-hmm. back, which is very sad. But whatever. Oh, well, on that happy note, we should yeah. probably get into our. Um, double two episode checkup of how we're, how our blindness acuity is going. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, oh boy, I
0: think I'm sitting at, probably sitting at like a, um, like a 21 to 2200. Okay. yeah I mean i'm I'm not going any I'm not going low low because you know obviously the show is still about blind people um they're still for the most part trying to you know have those little flourishes and touches of of blindness. the blind characters on the show are still capable uh, I'm you know. still you know I'm still enjoying watching so I haven't completely given up on it but. Yep. Is, but you know is it perfect no 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 <laughs> no no
1: no no, no. <laughs> yeah um well as the perpetual um honey-wah or whatever <laughs> uh I'm gonna give it a <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember because I'll we'll have to like actually go and have it the, on the last episode we'll have to do all the different ones but I I think I'm gonna give it uh 2020 I'm I, I don't remember if I got down that low before but I am kind of over it I mean i it feels like I think part of it is just watching the show you I don't see myself ironically in any of the characters um you, yeah you feel unseen watching which seems really like they had one job but whatever um but it is it it just feels so far from like what would make sense to me on a lot of different levels and you know blindness is a big one of them but like I just feel very alienated from a lot of the characters and I think that the show it just feels so less interested in, in the blind characters and in the sighted characters. And it's like, this is the only show where you would think that wouldn't be true. Like it's the one time like you would think, okay, well maybe this is when they actually do want to center blind characters and and then they still don't (laughs) like, and so that's just a real, really sad thing. And, um, and I do, it does make me want to like see, um, a show that maybe doesn't have any sighting characters at all like you know maybe that that would be really nice because then maybe we could actually focus on the blind characters because I feel like they're you're just never really supposed to empathize with them like it's really like about the sighted characters and and you know it it also doesn't feel like it passes the like blindness Bechtel test ever (laughs) which is like you have so many fucking blind characters you can't get like them to like talk about a non-blind character like another blind character
0: um so wait blindness Bechtel is two blind characters talking about another blind character
1: um. Yeah. Like. Or no. Not. Not necessarily another blind character. But like. So. Like talking about something other than a sighted person.
0: <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs>
1: Which I mean, I'm sure it does, but it doesn't. Sometimes it does not feel like it. Like, cause you just. It's like so much of the focus is put on the sighted characters, um, and, and you always feel a bit estranged from all the blind characters in a way that's. Like, it's really just, yeah, it's it, the show really wants you to empathize with, like, Cofoon and Honey Wan kind of question yeah. what Jera Morales is, and all the characters are obsessed with all of them, and then...
0: I think the show also has empathy for Baba Voss, though, and Magra and Paris. I
1: mean, these are, these are all characters that we're supposed to care about. Yeah, we're supposed to care about them, but they are very focused on sighted characters. Well, yeah, because I mean, hey, that I hate to break it to you, but that's the plot of the show. I know, no, <laughs> I know, but that's that's yeah, that's but that's what I'm taking issue with. Yeah, okay, I think that okay. like, I think that there's um, like they could have a lot more. I mean, I think you could technically do a show with sighted characters where it wasn't all about them. But, I mean, I think it is con So, you know, I think you're right. That was the main idea of the show. <laughs> um, and that that's what the writers are interested in is actually what the sighted characters are going to be like. And I think that, I mean, because when I hear the plot of the show, I think about, oh, blind characters Witch hunting sighted characters that makes a lot of sense. Like I can understand mm-hmm. why these blind people would feel threatened by these like other characters, and I understand the psychology of that. And I'd be really interested to see other society works and then how this kind of threatens that society and how there's an importance of blindness and that that's an important cultural part of their life. And I never think, oh, what would the sighted characters be like? Like who cares? It's, it's like everyone, but you just throw one of everyone in the show and then you get all the cool stuff <laughs> around that. <laughs> (laughs) boring stuff and it's like no the show did the opposite it was like what would it be like to live in a world of blind people and what how hard would that be and how could you like shoot them like from a mountain it's like no that's not i just it just that stuff would never even occur to me in a million years to be interested in and i feel like the show is just completely from the side of perspective and that's you know it's a real bummer because it's just like we don't we're very underrepresented and like there's very few shows with us in them and and like and we're also there's a lot of problem and so much is problematic like in what where blind characters are it's still there's a lot of problematic stuff like it is very amazing when you get to find good representation and so when you have a group that's like that to have something that's just so careless and like kind of invokes our identity without actually trying to center us in any way it, it feels just kind of icky um so yeah, yeah. They, they take the parts they want and then leave the rest right and they don't and they're not trying to kind of make it be a perspective of of blindness at all like that's it really is just like what would it be like to be a sighted person with a bunch of blind people (laughs) that's really the whole idea of the show um but yeah so yeah that's that's kind of i i think i'm going down and and they kind of like they they gotta trust each other. Come on, guys. And they gotta be more trustworthy too. I mean, like that's also part of it. It's not just that people don't trust <laughs> each other; they're also very untrustworthy. So, um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Um,
0: yeah. Cool. Well, two episodes left, and then we'll have the we'll have the first season wrapped up.
1: Yes, it's exciting. We'll get to do some finishing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then what? Before we do that though, mm. what are we doing next week? We are watching the 2017
0: thriller Blind. Yes. Starring our very own Alec Baldwin as a blind man who is uh introduced to a pharmaceutical representative's wife. We just literally watched the trailer we just, we'll and I see I'm, what it's about. We'll, yeah,
1: we'll, We don't we'll, fully know. We we'll it out. We
0: we, we googled uh terrible, bl- terrible, blind. terrible blind movies and this is this is what came up. Yeah, cuz
1: this is I needed this after Wait Until Dark was a good portrayal of blindness and I was very mad. And
0: not not going to lie, as soon as we saw that Alec Baldwin is blind, like that's that sold. This is so I'm so freaking excited
1: this and is gonna it's be streaming so on Hulu so I yes. don't have to spend any money. No, and you can you can watch this horrible movie with us. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe it'll be the best movie ever. I doubt it. We'll love it. We haven't seen it yet, so we'll find out. Totally doubt it. But, you know, it's a cliffhanger. If you want to find out, you're going to have to tune in next week to see if this movie from 2017 just called Blind with Alec Baldwin playing a blind character is good Um, and good for blind people. Um, Way to
0: go us Yay I'm very excited (laughs) Me too
1: Um, And that just Leaves us to our last segment Which is just the thing that We have in our lives That we like
0: What's what's making us what's, What's fun right now yeah. yeah, What's making us fun? What's What are we what's having fun, fun. Make, yeah. What's making us fun?
1: What's making us fun? I'll go first. Okay. We can switch off, like, the rating first, like, the Blindest Cutie. Like, we can each go first for one of those, if we remember. Um, I So this week I am bringing the Netflix TV show Sex Education, which I just finished the second season, came out recently. Actually, the first episode is um, – Like, the plot of it is that the entire school um, thinks that you can catch chlamydia through breathing and so everyone's wearing face masks and it was came out in January and it was all filmed before then so I was like oh wow this was very odd that this happened completely accidentally because it would have been filmed it was like the beginning of the first episode of the second season so that's a weird coincidence of the world but um, <laughs> but other than that it is a TV show that's about um, high schoolers for the most part the main character is um a high school student whose mom is a sex therapist and it's kind of it's it starts out very much like charlie bartlett if anyone's seen that film which i loved charlie bartlett um and uh yeah so he kind of is like giving people like sex advice from his high school and and then it kind of just from there develops um but it it I think the second season, it really kind of gains momentum and I really like you have, I think there's there's more of a focus on, it's, it's English, so I think the sex education aspect of it is probably more in line than in the US, but I don't know. I feel like with Me Too, there's a lot of like just I think a lot of us are just like oh no how do we like ever be cool with sex again <laughs> like there's a sense of like we're we're having a reckoning on how important it is to like center survivors and stuff and but that then I, there's not always that room for like kind of just the more messiness of all of it and I think that the show strikes a pretty good balance and in the second season we see like characters like both Dealing with uncomfortable sexual situations but not in a way that feels um gratuitous at all like it's kind of it's there's just there was a few moments of it where it was just like kind of the I don't know it like actually made me cry and there's like the solidarity of like women experiencing these things and like but then also just a lot about just figuring out sex and not really knowing what the fuck you're doing because you're in high school but but yeah so I've been really enjoying that show I mean I'm not anymore because the second season I finished the second season and it's probably not going to come back anytime soon but well I have
0: something that might tide you over not not my actual recommendation but it's also a BBC, BBC show on Netflix called Chewing Gum.
1: Oh yeah, I have not actually seen Chewing Gum. That's okay, one of the ones on my list. I have. At some it's point. it's
0: really good, and it sounds like uh, this would be right up your alley. Yeah. But I haven't seen Sex Education, so I want to check. It's that out. It's good,
1: and I think it is actually a Netflix show. It's not nice. like the BBC, but oh, okay, it's gotcha. like English, but it, yeah, but right, an actual right. Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Check no, check out Chewing Gum. I think you'd like it.
1: Okay, I will. Mm. But yeah, um, Sex Education.
0: Check it out. Awesome. So mine is actually also a TV show (gasps) as well. We always
1: pick the same media somehow. Well,
0: I almost picked music, and then I was like, I really want to talk about this other one. Um, So mine is is streaming on HBO Max. The season finale uh, just wrapped up last week, so you can watch the entire first season on HBO Max. The show is called Legendary. It is in the same vein as uh, shows like... um, well, I can't say it's in the same vein. It's in it's in it's in the same universe as shows like RuPaul's Drag Race or We're Here, which is also on HBO, which is the one I need to watch next according to my uh, good friend Legendary deals with the ballroom scene oh. so this is like paris is burning right or sh- yeah or shows Isn't like pose. pose like paris yes. is burning yeah that's po- what pose it's is. just mm-hmm. we're
1: having a resurgence of yeah of, yeah
0: i love it pose is also a great show too you should watch that um this show is called legendary and it it is a bunch of it's eight houses that are competing uh to be the superior house and win 100k
1: so it's kind of like harry potter Mates, Paris is burning. No, I just kidding. no,
0: no, not at no. all. Like, yeah. Um, well, their house is competing. Well, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. But these these houses are competing in. So each each episode is a different ball. So they'll have like the capes and tights ball, which was the superhero ball. They had the Wild Wild West ball. They had the Atlantis ball, nice. the intergalactic ball. Like, they are just all kinds of different really cool things. And each house comes up with crazy outfits and different performances, and they have to rock walk the runway. Um, walking like different categories, like Vogue or body or um, face or hands or all of these different, really neat, amazing, intricate performances. And I mean, this stuff has been going on since like the since the eighties, since uh, ballroom. Oh, yeah. Since well, I I don't I don't know. If, I can't say if ballroom culture started like absolutely started in the eighties, but
1: the seventies. I don't know. Uh,
0: this is my this is kind of my introduction to ballroom basically uh but it's it's hosted by um an amazing um not dj because he's he's kind of he's kind of like the master of ceremonies uh deshaun he's the master of ceremonies and he's super cool and they have this they have a panel of judges obviously because they have to judge these houses uh and it's just it's super fun and it's different That's and awesome. it's makes me happy and and yeah. it's
1: like it's a fictional show right it's not or is it no no this is a competition show oh it's a competition show. yeah real, okay real money yeah sorry
0: no, no, real, no it's okay no real money real people
1: yeah i see so it's not like pose in that way no no i thought it was a similar yeah no similar it's type... not a period piece
0: it's not a period which... piece no similar type of show but it's not a period piece no, I no. See. Okay. this is like 2020 ballroom realness
1: i see okay so i guess it is probably closer to rupaul then
0: yeah, I you know that's what I thought going in because I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna love this, and I do. But RuPaul and this show are actually two completely different animals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess like isn't RuPaul probably like the hamburger, like the McDonald's hamburger? Of, like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's not- I I'm sorry, that sounds very pejorative. No, but- <laughs> no, no. no. I, I
0: I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't I wouldn't use that comparison. The- RuPaul's Drag Race focuses more on the performers themselves the outfits, mm. the drama, the 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 little challenges that they that they have to do. Whereas legendary, you're focusing more on um the performance aspect of everything.
1: I okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Rupa cuz I have to admit I have, haven't seen a lot of Rupaul at That's all okay. um the, the, the seasons one through six are streaming on Hulu oh mm-hmm. I don't like oh gosh yeah no I I am like I'm very behind on all reality TV as part of the problem as I yeah so I'm like great British big off and all those are, are kind of ones that I've I've missed somewhat <laughs> um but but I didn't realize that Rupaul wasn't about the performance as much I guess that I mean makes sense
0: yeah I mean okay hmm it's it's interesting because like yes RuPaul is about Mm -hmm. performance because I mean in every challenge the the Queens are performing you know and they're walking the runway and they and they are performing Um, but in in uh, RuPaul's Drag Race I feel that you get to know each and every one of the Queens a wee a little bit better than than uh, than you do on Legendary. Legendary focuses a lot more on the group the house as a unit
1: like I can almost it's like a team sport exactly bingo whereas Drag Race is more of a solo. I see. Well, that I mean, then Legendary sounds more fun because I was. I mean, you know, anytime you listen to a C episode, I'm I'm all for collaboration and and <laughs> you know working as a team. I love watching that. So then I think you'd like Legendary
0: a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just. It's like hitting the joy button over and over and over again. It's just really fun. And that theme song, ooh, will get stuck in your head, (laughs) let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, is it as bad as unbreakable? That's the one theme song that's (laughs) goes through my head all the time.
0: No, I can pull it up though. (laughs) Stop. There's, there's obviously there's more once they hit the chorus, but I mean, it's great and it will get in your head. And if you enjoyed that song and and if you and, want to hear the chorus and bopping around, yeah, you can find this song on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you use. But
1: if you enjoyed hearing that song, you'll like the show. Nice, I'm, I'm excited. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. It is. A lot um, of fun. Okay, cool. We did another episode. Go We, did, us. we did it. We made it. <laughs> I know in these quarantine times you can't take anything for granted oh, you can't I take your ability to make a podcast episode for granted it's all super <laughs> um everything is impressive <laughs> okay our theme song is by Lucia Fasano our twitter is white cane pod our instagram is citizen white cane and our facebook is also citizen white cane you can send us an email to citizen white cane pod at gmail.com um and if you would like to leave us a voice message um do you think that the C is not going to come back because Apple TV will just disappear from the earth? um are you a kofun or uh, uh, honey- uh are you the long-lost princess of a dynasty yeah and does your family know about that um do you think that it, you are a sighted person and just want to impregnate as many people as possible <laughs> to spread sight around the world oh, is Lord, that your oh, goal and if that is like i mean you can leave us a message but it's not exactly our ideal <laughs> listenership um, that's 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 another matter um but any of those things or if you have um a really stupid movie that um you want to make my day and request you can do that or if you have a really cool indie movie that's a great portrayal blind people want to make melissa's day yes you can send us that too you can also email us that as well (laughs) um but you can everything in the show notes link to the voice message and um tell a friend about the podcast Mm -hmm. um uh, we're still gaining listenership. So please tell everyone you know, ever. They'll be really annoyed. Um, <laughs> and uh, rate and review and subscribe. Those are all great things to do to a podcast. Um, and we'll be back here next week yep. for Blind. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Listen.